Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Klassen, and today I am sharing my birth story um, with my son that I just had. All right, so this feels weird. I have not recorded a podcast in a really long time, and I feel a bit rusty. Um, so we're going to dive in. Uh, I did. I had a son on February 28th. Uh, we were waiting to find out the gender and you know, boom, boy, which I kind of knew towards the end of pregnancy, everyone kind of asks, you know, what do you think? And I said, at the beginning, I always thought it was a girl. And then towards the end of pregnancy, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a boy again. And, you know, my water broke actually at 3am on February 28th, which was the same day, seven years earlier that my water broke when I had Jalen, my oldest son. Um, so that was kind of very, very cool. And my, my son, Jalen, who just turned seven on leap day, he was a leap day baby, So he wasn't born on the 28th. He was born on the 29th. And obviously this year was not a leap year. His request was that, um, his sibling, and he always thought it was a brother. He never thought it was a sister. He always knew his brother. He said that he wanted his brother to share the same birthday as him, which I told him was not possible because it wasn't a leap year. So he said, you know, the 28th, then, and then sure enough, he was there. And both of them are manifesting generators. And so uh, if you know human design, I'm like, wow, okay. They are really, they really go to work here. So um, that, that is the day that they were, that um, both of my little ones were born or right around there. So basically how everything went, um, my contractions didn't really start until probably like 10 or 11 in the morning. Um, and I, I just was able to sleep after my water broke. I didn't even call the midwife until, um, I think it was like 7am when I, you know, woke up and just to let him know that, Hey, I'm pretty sure my, my water broke. Do you need me to do anything? Anything I need to watch? Um, if, if labor doesn't kick in, if I don't have contractions, what do I need to do? And we went through those protocols. Thankfully I didn't need to, you know, do a castor oil smoothie, which was on the, on the protocol list. Which ironically, if I would, if I wouldn't have had him that day, I would have had to do the casserole smoothie. I think the next day, I really did not want to do that. Um, I was like, I love, I love casserole packs. I love to do my casserole packs, but I really didn't want to do, um, that smoothie and drink that just because what I've read from other people's stories, it did not sound pleasant. So, um, he was born 41 weeks and three days. So I had a birth at a birth center this time which I would have never, ever been able to go that long at a hospital um, based on my age since I am 38. And they would have never let me go to 41 weeks, let alone 41 weeks, three days. So um, he was a, a big baby. <laughs> I will say that as well, you know, because it went, went a week longer. Um, he was a big baby. Uh, my, my son, my Jalen, my first son, he was, um, I think, eight pounds, five ounces. And Onyx was nine pounds, eight ounces. So he was a big boy. Um, basically kind of how everything progressed, you know, I, we, we labored at home and I went in around, uh, three 30 is when I kind of called and said, okay, my contractions are moving about five to eight minutes apart. They told me to start coming in. So we went in around, um, four o'clock that afternoon, uh, is when we arrived. And that was again, different experience than with my son, um, being at the hospital, when I called to t tell them, I think my water broke, um, they had me come in right away. So there was no laboring at home. Um, I didn't really pay attention to necessarily how long my contractions were at the hospital just because I was there being monitored. Um, and so I didn't really know how labor would progress and wasn't really paying attention the first time. So this time, you know, I was 
we were timing things and um, I was the only comfortable position for me was being on uh, my knees and kind of like bent over the couch. And so that's how, that's how things worked for myself this time around. Sorry. I just noticed my cat somehow was back in my office. My husband must've snuck him back in. I hopefully he doesn't interrupt our, our, uh, show here today. Um, any more than he just did, but <laughs> Basically, after the the contractions at home, my my in-laws uh, arrived back from their trip to Hawaii and were able to grab Jalen and took him overnight, which was really great because otherwise we had no plan for Jalen. We were just hoping that, you know, hey, this would happen while he's at school um, and we would be able to slide and pick him up and all things would be great. And that's not what happened. So my in-laws thankfully were able to grab Jalen and he spent the night over there. So we arrive at the birth center. Uh, I had a doula, which I, I hired very last minute. I had an ultrasound at 39 weeks. And, uh, just because again of my age and she had told me, or she had asked, uh, the ultrasound tech, Hey, do you have a doula? And I said, you know, I, I asked a couple, they didn't get back to me. So, um, I, I guess it's not in the cards for me. And she said, well, I'm a doula, you know, I just finished the training I've done, you know, quite a few births. Would you, would you be interested in, you know, hiring me if that was something that you wanted? And I said, well, shoot. Yeah. So, uh, that's how that unfolded within, you know, two weeks of my son being born, which was wonderful. I I didn't really know what to expect or, you know, my husband was very good in labor the first time and was, you know, very helpful and a great coach. So I didn't really know what, you know, if a doula would be any more beneficial. And let me tell you, she was amazing. Um, I will make sure I put her contact information in the show notes and I'll share with you where you can connect with her. Cause I would highly recommend her. Um, so she texts me, you know, about every day, just kind of asking or every other day, checking in to see how things were going. Um, any positions that I should try to kind of help baby get in the right position, just because she was ultrasound tech. She saw that he was sitting kind of in my right hip. And he actually never moved from that right hip. And I'll share more about that when we talk about the actual birth. Um, and so I was doing all those positions. I was doing a lot of mall walking. My husband and I went to the mall of America because it's pretty close to our house. And we would walk, you know, three miles just to try to get things going at that point. Um, and that's kind of what we did leading up to it. And, um, you know, I text her once my water broke and told her and, um, told her, Hey, I'm coming in. And she came in and she had asked me previously, she had an intern that actually was going to, um, intern with her for a birth and she needed one more birth. She asked if I'd be interested. And I thought, shoot, why not? You know, the more hands, the better. And I'm so glad I said yes. Cause she was amazing too. the intern, um, doula who just finished up her program. Um, so having both of them there were wonderful because, you know, one, was able to kind of squeeze my hips, which I really enjoyed because being on all fours was basically the position I was in, um, when I arrived at the birth center until my son was born. And so one, you know, they kind of took turns with that. And then the other thing that they did for basically four hours was counting to 30 forwards and then counting from 30 down to one backwards. Um, and they did that for four hours, Sarah, my doula did, uh, because that was calming to me. That's what my mind, I, I enjoyed that. Like it was something for me to focus on. And then my husband was up, you know, by my, my face and was just kind of talking to me and, um, you know, calming me down that way as well. And so I heard her kind of in the background and my husband up there, um, talking with me. And so for both of my labors with Jalen and now with Onyx, um, I use nitrous oxide 
And so I asked for that probably about an hour after being at the birth center. And so I use that, which is just um, laughing gas and kind of have it on your, your head and you're in control of when you take the mask off and off or not. And so because you're at a birth center, their, their bed is, it's just like a legit bed. So it doesn't raise or anything. And so we had a peanut that they put underneath my arms. Cause I was getting tired of like, kind of holding myself up. And then, plus I had the mask that I was trying to keep on. So the next day after he was born, I'm like, I told my husband, I'm like, I think I broke my nose again. I am still not hundred percent sure that I did not break my nose. Um, I broke my nose in high school before. And let me tell you, my nose is still a little tender to this day. And it's about five weeks later, um, from holding that mask and kind of smooshing my face down into the mask, because again, my arms got tired, even over that peanut ball. Um, and so I just kind of smooshed my face into the bed with the mask over my nose. And so that's, that's the position that I was in and, um, felt it the next day. We'll just say that. And still again, feel it. My sinuses still feel a little wonky after that, um, after that experience. So that was, um, you know, what I used for pain management besides the, the 30. And so the, for me, if you've never used nitrous oxide, it's, it basically takes an edge off. It doesn't really do much else, you know, besides maybe making it a little bit more tolerable, but you can still feel everything. Um, and so it just, for me, it really helped me breathe and, uh, you know, things were kind of progressing. I don't know, fast, slow, who knows? Um, cause I, again, I'm not sure what I was expecting. I just kind of went in and I had never had the last time with my son, Jalen, with my older boy, um, I had Pitocin to kick things off. Cause after my water broke, they didn't let me kind of let my body kind of get going this time. And I don't know if it would have, because by that time, um, they probably let me go as many hours before they did Pitocin as my, as it took for me to actually kick into labor the second time around. So this time without it, I didn't really know how things would progress. If it's gonna be fast, if it's gonna be slow, didn't know, but around six 30 that night, Um, so again, I'd been at the birth center about two and a half hours, you know, things weren't going maybe as fast as they wanted or expected. So she, my doula had me come into the bathroom and I went to the bathroom just to kind of help release. And that's when the rest of my water broke. And that's really when things started to kick off. So my body was like, okay, it's okay to relax. It's okay to release. So once that happened, um, you know, I went back into the bed and then, um, you know, Onyx was born three hours later but I basically pushed for two hours again and the pushing was not fun. Um, so the pushing I pushed, um, let's just say the pushing phase with Onyx, my second born here, it was probably more painful in some regards, um, and more frustrating, um, mentally for myself. And I will share why we ended up figuring out why, but it was, I mentally, I had to really check in and focus because I started to kind of freak out. Um, and again, you're at a birth center. So you're like, if something necessarily goes wrong, it's going to be an ambulance ride to a hospital. And so that's kind of the back of my head. I think at this point when I was like, this should be happening faster, something's wrong. So I started to voice, I'm like, something's wrong. You know, I, I felt the urge to push and all of a sudden it disappeared. Like I, I lost the urge to push. And, um, you know, I just kept telling my husband, I'm like, something's wrong, something's wrong. And, um, you know, my son did ended up pooping in the womb, which if you've ever the meconium, which they want babies out kind of fast at that point, cause it's not good for them. And so they had told me that. And so within that time frame, he was probably born 
you know, maybe within 15 minutes after that happening. Um, and that was kind of when I was starting to lose the urge. And so once I said that my midwife, um, you know, was like, okay, let's check your cervix and see exactly what's happening. And so she kind of observed when I was pushing and she noticed that my pelvis, um, you know, he was stuck on my pelvis and he was stuck on my right hip, just how I felt him. And I was trying to get him, um, into position all the last couple of weeks of pregnancy after that ultrasound, when, you know, my, my doula had told me he's sitting over that right hip bone. That's he never moved. He just was stuck there. And so my midwife, Jess, um, during my, when I was pushing, she actually lifted up my pelvis bone, held it there. And then I had to hold him kind of in that ring of fire for a couple minutes. Yes. That hurt like heck. Um, and then she was able to get him up and around my pelvis bone. And then I, he came out, um, pretty quickly after that. I mean, it was the next push and then he was out. So that was kind of the, the hard part for me. Cause mentally I was like, just something just didn't feel right. And so I'm glad I said that probably could have said it earlier, but I was like, I don't want to, this is also a lesson for myself. I was like, I don't want to disappoint someone that stuff isn't happening the way it should. Um, but then once I was like, okay, I'm starting to kind of freak out my nitrous oxide also had ran out the tank and I only went through probably one and a half tanks this time. And the first time it was like four tanks. And so, um, I was, I really felt things. And so, uh, the, the midwife, Sam or the doula, Sam, my, my second doula noticed that. And so she flipped on a new tank and that calmed me down kind of instantly as well. I was like, okay, I can, I can push through this. And, you know, my husband was talking to me and, um, everyone's like, it's fine. And my doula just calming me down. Like, no, you're fine. Everything is progressing fine. There's nothing concerning happening, but I just started to get kind of concerned. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how, how that all came out. And I am um, so grateful that it, that it did. And that my midwife was able to go in and lift the pelvis. And, um, I'm assuming probably in a hospital, I don't know if they would have done that in the hospital. They probably would have pushed you to a C-section. Um, obviously there's no way to know for sure, but I doubt that a doctor is going to be doing that. And plus you're going to be on your back typically than all fours, um, which is also, that would have been problematic for where the way he was positioned. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, kind of just a, I'm so fortunate and so grateful that I had the care that I had and, um, it ended up being an okay thing. So when he came out, he actually, it took him a couple, you know, seconds, a minute, I don't know how long for him to breathe. Um, which now kind of, now that he's about, now that he's five weeks old, I can kind of see that's just kind of him too. in his nature, he has a pretty severe tongue and lip tie that we're going to get taken care of. But because of that, he does sometimes struggle to get that breath. And so I'm sure that's kind of what happened, um, when he came out as well as it just takes him, it took him a second. Uh, so that was kind of scary right at the start, but my, my doula, Sarah came right beside me and, you know, talked me through things. And, um, I, so I wasn't focused on that. You know, my husband was kind of like watching and a little bit concerned, like, okay, is he going to be okay? And, you know, he was totally fine. They just needed to do the little, um, airway, open up the airway a little bit and, um, things were fine. And my doula afterwards, uh, when she came over to our house, just to kind of, um, decompress about the birth. And she said, no, you know, to her, she was like, nothing, nothing was abnormal in terms of like him, you know, not breathing for a couple seconds. And she was like, no, there is nothing that I observed that I would have been concerned. She's like, I've seen it go, a baby go a lot longer than that. And, um, this wasn't necessarily that close call, but you know, just as you, you don't know, like you're kind of scared because 
that's, that's your baby. Like you're, you're a little like apprehensive of what's going on. So that's, that was kind of our, our birth story in a nutshell. Now, after, you know, I did end up tearing, I tore second degree tear, which considering how big he was, you know, he was nine pounds, eight ounces, 22 and a half inches long, um, 14 inch head. And he was born at nine 23. So in the evening, a couple hours later, and, um, you know, she, my, my midwife stitched me up and, um, it was just a different experience in that regard too. Like it wasn't a rush. Like I just remember after, you know, my son was born in the hospital, I'll just to give a little bit of reference just because I have them now at the hospital to the birth center that care afterwards. Um, you know, it was very much like, okay, baby's out. We're stitching right away. Someone shot me in the leg with Pitocin, didn't even tell me what was going on. Um, and like, you're like, here, skin to skin. Now the placenta is coming out and cord clamping, all of it. it was just very fast. Whereas at the birth center it was just very intentional. Now I would have preferred to have the cord clamping and placenta coming out a little bit slower than it needed to. So when they passed him, because I was in all fours, he was behind me. So when they were passing him to me, I was still on all fours. And so when they went through the cord got stuck, um, either on my leg or a hand or something, and it slightly tore the umbilical cord. And so because of that, you know, we're already starting to lose that, the connection into the placenta. And then they were also concerned for the placenta to come out. And so once, um, you know, they let the cord go a little bit, you know, maybe a couple minutes, but then the placenta, they, the second midwife, I had two midwives present. Um, the second one, you know, where she was like, I'm just going to press to make sure this comes out. Um, and it did, it came out fine. Cause I think they were a little worried that something might not come out the way it should, but it did. And, um, you know, it came out very quickly and smoothly and all was fine. And the placenta was huge because she even commented, she's like, this is a very large placenta. So she kind of gave me a tour of what the placenta did and looked like. And that was kind of fun as well. My husband did not want to see that. So he was, he was with our son at that time, I think, because he was like, I do not want to see, I don't want to know. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the birth experience. And, um, I did get a shot of Pitocin, um, this time in my arm and they had asked, they'd asked a couple times for consent. And I had, I'd signed a form that I was, um, okay with that. And then depending on how the birth went, but because we had a little bit of a traumatic birth, um, you know, we, me and the midwife both thought it would be a good idea. And the same thing with the vitamin K shot for Onyx, just because he was held in my, that womb space. And so his eyes and where his nose is, it was really bruised. So those early pictures we have of him, his face was really bruised. His eyes had hemorrhage eyes, kind of bloodshot, um, really until about last week. And the, the. Um, pediatrician had said she expected it to be about a month to six weeks before that went away, um, based on the trauma of his, um, birth or entry into the world for him. And it did. So I will share more about the postpartum because let me tell you, we've had some stuff that with Onyx postpartum wise, um, just because like just body stuff that we've had to do that we didn't do with Jalen that maybe we probably should have in hindsight have done with him. Um, cause I am seeing some parallels of some health stuff that maybe could have helped Jalen at a younger age if we had known. Um, but I, I didn't know that this is stuff that um, A, was you you could do or that people did or why the people would want to do the stuff that I'm doing right now with Onyx. Um, but again, I'll share that probably in May. I'll do a little postpartum update and let you know how things went there. So that was um, that was that was that. That was our experience. We stayed until Ooh, I want to say it was like midnight or one, um, before we left the birth center. Cause you don't spend the night there. 
Um, you stay for just usually two to four hours afterwards um, if things went smoothly and, you know, things went smoothly and, um, you know, we were able to leave and come home. And that was, that was our experience. Um, and I will just say a little bit more kind of about the doula experience. If you've never had a doula before, uh, really Sarah was so helpful. She had so many different tools that could have helped me during labor. And we tried some different stuff and I would tell her, yes, no, this doesn't feel great. But she was just kind of this like soft spot where you could just kind of land. And she was just so comforting to me. Um, you know, my husband is a coach and like, he has that energy, whereas Sarah was like kind of just a little bit softer and, um, calming presence in that regard. Um, and so that was really, that was really helpful. And she, my husband didn't have to focus on, you know, doing hip squeezes or, you know, taking care of some of that, um, pain relief or pain management things that Sarah could do, you know, Sarah kind of was the one in charge of that. And he could really just focus and be there and be present with me and, you know, help me kind of keep my emotions regulated the best he could. Um, you know, just being the position I was in, you know, just being right at my head and, you know, talking to me and looking at me in the eyes and just, you know, keeping me focused. So that was, um, that was overall a wonderful experience. And I will say, I'm so glad that I did say yes to that, um, second doula being there as well. Um, just because between the two of them, they were able to tag team and, um, really help with, you know, some of just the little things that they were doing with pain management in terms of like the hip squeezes or, um, trying to release tension in my quads because I was on all fours um, or on my knees, basically all day laboring, my quads started to really feel it. And so they were able to kind of do some massage to kind of keep them relaxed because you want to keep your quads and your thighs loose because that will help open the pelvis up. So they were concerned that that was going to cramp or, you know, make things harder. And so that was helpful. And then, you know, Sarah brought me a honey stick, which I totally forgot. I was going to bring one because in Ayurveda, they recommend taking um, a little spoonful of honey during labor. And so she had a honey stick and, um, cause I was getting tired, you know, after pushing for a couple hours, I was really getting tired. And, um, you know, from him being just a big baby, it was, it was a process. And so that, that was helpful. And then we had, um, I had kind of an adrenal cocktail that I had with coconut water and some other kind of vitamins and nutrients in there that I was sipping on and they would bring over or they bring my water over, um, and all of that. So that way my husband didn't have to worry about doing that. He could just be focused on what was happening. So highly recommend if you have not, um, had a doula experience, it was, it was wonderful. Um, so overall, I'm really happy with, with the whole, you know, um, birth experience at the, at the twin cities birth center is where I, um, gave birth and here it's in St. Paul, uh, if you're local on grand Avenue and they, during the time I went to their practice, you know, you see each of the midwives. And so the receptionist, Ashley, who was wonderful, she made sure that you had an appointment with all of the midwives a few times because you never knew who was going to be on call. So when my water broke, I actually called and talked to her name was Marta. I talked to Marta and she had told me, which I was so grateful for, because in my head, I probably would have been thinking, okay, Marta's going to be there. And, um, you know, she had said, Hey, I'm off shift at 8 a.m. And I called her at seven. So she's like, you're probably not going to have me delivering this baby, but Jess is coming in next. And she'll be here all the way up until, you know, midnight. And then it will transition, you know, to the next one. And so she told me who was going to be on call and everything, which I actually found really helpful because I'm like, great. I know who, what to expect. And, you know, the energies, cause they all have different energies and you connect with each of the midwives in different ways. So that was really nice as well. And calming for myself, just to know who was going to be there, who was going to be on call. Um, and having all of that information ahead of time. So highly, highly 
um, a different, way different experience than I had at the hospital only just because with the hospital weird experience, just because the hospital was full after my water broke, they sent me to a brand new hospital I'd never been to. So I had never even met this doctor. Um, so that was a whole different experience that I had there. And it wasn't necessarily a bad experience, you know, both, both were different, both were good in their unique ways. Um, and my husband and I both said, probably the birth center was a little bit better of an experience for us, um, in this, in this birth, just because they were very, I mean, it's just, you're in a room, like there's two rooms there to birth in and, um, you're at this house and it, Thankfully, I was worried about going into labor um, when people were having appointments because I knew I, I might be loud. I might be yelling. And again, once you're in labor, you don't care about any of that making noise or who hears you. But I didn't, you know, I went in at four, they close at five. And so people were, were gone. And so that was kind of nice as well, where, you know, I birthed in the evening. And so I didn't have to worry, um, which again, I don't think I, I wasn't even thinking about that for that first hour I was there. <laughs> I, you know, you just kind of are lost and lost in the experience. So, well, um, I'm going to give you Sarah's contact information or just her website in case anyone is interested in contacting Sarah. So her website is birth doula, Sarah, and it's Sarah with an H.com. So, um, it might not be live when this show goes up, but it will be live in a couple of weeks. Um, cause I just kind of had asked her if she had a website and she didn't at the time. And she's like, I'm going to get on that. And I said, great, I'm going to link it up and I will have her phone number and email. Um, I will put that in my show notes. So I will have that in there if you are interested um, and you're local and she does not just do birth center. So she does, I asked her, I'm like, do you do hospital births? Do you do, um, you know, home births? And she does all of it. So if you're interested in a doula, no matter your birth um, plan, definitely reach out to her. She is wonderful. Um, and typically you don't book out a, a doula two weeks before the birth. Usually you book them out, you know, a few months. I tried booking out in January, no, December and in January, um, I reached out a couple different people and, um, you know, so usually a couple months at least. And again, they provide you that support towards the end of pregnancy, which is also really wonderful and give you those positions. If baby needs to be, if baby is breached or if baby is not quite in that right position, they can give you some ideas of, um, you know, different exercises to do to kind of get baby turned in more of an ideal position. And sometimes it doesn't work out like for, from Onyx, like he was on my right hip and just stuck. And I did all of the things. Um, and I knew he was stuck. I just, I felt him on walks that he just was not moving. And most likely it was just because he was a, he was a big dude. There was no place for him because he was so long. And because he was so big, he couldn't, he probably couldn't physically move. There was no room in my belly for him to shift. Um, so, and I'll share a really cool story that I, um, got back from today from one of his bodywork sessions, just about his positioning in the womb and how she was able to tell where, how he was positioned. It was pretty cool. But again, I'll share that more, um, next month. So this isn't super long. All right. If you have any questions, um, you know, let me know. And I will, uh, again, put Sarah's information in the show notes, as well as the birth center that I birthed at. If anyone local again is interested in just exploring that as an option as well. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.